Welcome to the Magnum Report. I'm your host, Mark Magnum. Now, before I get started, I would like to say please like, subscribe, and share this video. Also, hit that notification icon so you don't miss out on new content. Now, into my talking point for today, and that is the Marty Gennetti effect. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, what is that or what is the Marty Gennetti effect? Maybe you're not smartened up exactly to what the Marty Gennetti effect is. Maybe you're just a casual fan and I'll smarten you up real quick. The Marty Gennetti effect is a tag team that was together, that teamed and was successful for a good period of time. Then the team separates, breaks up, one turns on the other, whatever happens in that situation. But the team splits and one of the members is way more successful than the other member going forward and into the future. So that's my topic for today. And I'm doing a top five list of the top five guys that did not benefit the most when their tag team split up and the one te tag team member went on to heavyweight title gold and the other kind of floundered in the mid card and never really found their footing after they lost their tag team partner. So that's gonna be the list for today. And to start that out at number five, Unfortunately, as much as I appreciated him as a tag team wrestler and even as a wrestler in general, my number five is Rick Steiner. He did have some success early on in his career when he first started off because he started wrestling before his brother Scott Steiner did. So he had some early success, like I said, with the Varsity Club with Kevin Sullivan and Mike Rotunda and those guys early on and back in the NWA. And then finally his brother came along and then they started the Steiner Brothers and they had success in WCW. They had success in WWE, Japan, all over the world. The Steiner Brothers were a great tag team. Then they, you know, in the late 90s split up. And Scott Steiner went on to championship gold and he became Big Papa Pump. And Rick kind of just floundered away and really didn't, he didn't do anything too significant after the Steiner brothers split. I mean, granted, I know he won like, you know, mid card titles and things of that nature. But when I'm, you know, gauging, you know, the guys and when they separate and one had great success and the other guy had nowhere near the same level of success that he had when he was in a tag team. So my number five, like I said, was Rick Steiner. Now, into my number four, and that is a member of the former Ebony Experience and Harlem Heat, and that would be Stevie Ray, Booker T's older brother. Uh, the Harlem Heat was a great tag team, along with the Ebony Experience and GWF back in the day. That was a great tag team, those two guys were. They did a lot of great stuff, and... When they split, though, in the, you know, like I said, with just like the Steiners in the late 90s, Booker T went on to great success, former, you know, world heavyweight champion in WCW. He went on to be, you know, he was a United States champion. I think he, Booker T held every title in WCW. And Stevie Ray, not so much. I mean, Booker T even went on to WWE and he won titles there. I mean, Booker T is a very, especially for an African-American athlete, he's very successful. And his brother did not follow that same road. He went on to the NWO after the you know Harlem Heat broke up. And it just wasn't the same for Stevie Ray. He was talking about slapjacking, slapjacking people and... It, it just wasn't the same. He was kind of trying to be a broke version of The Rock when he was doing his thing with the slapjack and all that. It was just the promos and fruit booties and just some of the stuff that Stevie Ray was trying just was not working. And his brother on the other side of things was just killing it. Booker T was a big success, I think, out of those two in that tag team. And it's just a shame to see that Stevie Ray didn't follow suit 
Now, into my number three, and that is a former legacy member, used to team with Randy Orton and Cody Rose, and that is Ted DiBiase Jr. Now, like I said, he was a part of Legacy, and they had some great success when Randy Orton was running it, and it was a multi-generational tag team, which was something that was new, and it was fresh, and I liked the, I liked the whole concept of Legacy when it was going on back in the day. And then those guys separated, and, you know, Cody didn't have the most successful career at first either. When, when they, those guys split, he went on to Stardust, and it didn't work for him. And they had he did have a successful tag team title run with his brother for a minute of Gold Dust or Dustin Rose. So I mean, he did have that. But right now, as, as I speak, we're like a week and a half outside of WrestleMania, and Cody's about to main event WrestleMania against Roman Reigns. Whether he wins, whether he loses, he's had a whole lot more success then his counterpart, Ted DiBiase Jr., because he's not even involved in the business anymore. He had that scandal with his father, the alleged scandal with his father, with the whole religion thing and stealing money and whatever that allegedly was to where his career did not come out nowhere near as great as I thought it would because he, he looked good. He was a good talent. I thought he did good work in the ring, but just for some reason that he, he never did make it on the main roster. I don't know why. And... I, I guess we'll never know why, but unfortunately it didn't work out for him. Now into my number two on this list, and that is a former member of Team Extreme, and that is Matt Hardy, man. Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, even Lita when they were all together back in the day, back in the late 90s in the Attitude Era, they were a very great group. And when they even kind of split and Lena went on her own way and Matt and Jeff were still killing it in TLC matches and just all the stuff they did with Edge and Christian and the Dudley boys and just their vaunted history that they've had throughout their, you know, their whole tenure as a tag team is great. But then they had that point in WWE when Jeff and Matt split and they went their own way and Jeff went on to win WWE titles, world heavyweight titles, great success. I mean, he was over WWE was pushing Jeff Hardy, Matt. Not so much. Yes, granted, yeah, you, I'm sure there's somebody, well, he won the ECW title when they rebooted WC or ECW. Yeah, he did win the ECW title, but that was the, uh, the you know, the, the biggest amount of success that he had doing that. I mean, he won the United States title, and I, I get he had some success. He won the tag team titles with MVP. So I, he did have some success, but when I, like I gauge this between Jeff and Matt, Matt's the more successful guy, and it's just a shame, it, all these guys, because all these guys are great talents. All these guys can go in the ring. That's why they worked as a tag team. That's why they worked so well when these guys were with their groups or with their teams or whatever, however the scenario played out. All these people, from you know, from Rick Steiner to Stevie Ray to Ted DiBiase Jr. to Matt Hardy, like I'm talking about right now, all these guys are great talents. It's just for some reason the other component of that team, whether it's Scott Steiner, whether it's Booker T, whether it's Cody Rose, whether it's Jeff Hardy, when they lost that person, it seemed like something left them and they never did reach those heights or the greatness that they once had. And it's just, it's just something that always makes me kind of shake my head because like I said, all these guys are great talents. All these guys are good at what they do. And I mean, a lot of these guys, some of these, you know, one of them's at least still working now in Matt Hardy. I mean, granted, some of the work he's doing in AEW is not exactly the greatest and it's not setting the world on fire, but it, he's still working to this day. So that, I mean, that speaks a lot to, to Matt Hardy and, you know, his longevity. 
but his success level, I mean, he's never won a heavyweight title on in you know in a, in a major company never happened in WWE he hasn't done it in AEW he's never done it in Ring of Honor I haven't seen it in T you know what I mean now like even if he did it in TNA I mean a lot of people think that's still minor league so it's one of those that I feel sorry for all these guys really but enough about that into my number one and he was a part of one of the most successful tag teams back in the day of WWE or WWF back in that era. And he was a member of the Hart Foundation. And that is Natalia's father, Jim the Anvil Nightheart. Uh, Jim had great success, like I said, with Bret Hart. They went on to win three tag team titles. Two of them were with Jimmy Hart, the Mouth of the South, back in the day. It was great stuff. Those guys were an awesome tag team. But then in the early the early nineties they separated and Brett went on his way, his own way, and and Brett went on went on to intercontinental success. He ended up beating Ric Flair the first time in Saskatoon for the heavyweight title. So where Brett just surpassed Nightheart quickly to where you had Nightheart stuck in no nowhere tag teams like the new foundation with Owen Hart and it, it was it was never gonna work out like it did for Bret Hart, unfortunately, for, for the night, for the, for the Anvil, Jim Neidhart. He never even got close to even, he never even won a title after him and Bret split up. So, I mean, it's terrible even when the whole Montreal screw job went down and Neidhart and Bulldog and a lot of them went over to WCW. He had no real success there either. It's just, I mean, I, I hate to keep saying this to shame because I feel sorry for all these guys. Because, like I said, they're all great workers. They're all awesome talents. Jim Neidhart was charismatic as all get out. Just the laughing and the craziness and just how he acted. I mean, he he would he could go over the top rope for a guy his size, his power. I can't, like, I personally loved me some Jim the Anvil Neidhart back in the day. But, unfortunately, how wrestling goes, there's always this casualty, it seems like, with tag teams. And I, I, that's one of the things I'm kind of worried about with Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins with the Street Profits if they ever split up, because it's obvious that they're they've you know positioned Montez to be the guy that if they split up, he's going to be the one they focus on more. Which I think Montez is great. Don't get me wrong; he can be extra at times, but I think Dawkins is just as talented and he's just as charismatic in his own way. And I feel like if they split up. It's going to be one of those where Dawkins is kind of going to get slid onto the back burner while Montez goes on to great things and he'll be another guy I get to add to this list for the Genetti effect. But that's the episode for today. Give me your opinions. Did I miss somebody? Is there somebody that I didn't get on this episode that maybe when they split up, they never had the success as their partner did after they split up? Let me know. Comment in the comments and you tell me what you guys think. But before I get off here, I would like to say please subscribe to this channel, like, share, also hit that notification icon so you don't miss out on future content. And also, before you get off here, please make sure you look up the Mark and the Fan Wrestling Podcast where me and my boy, the Cisco Kid, we talk about all things wrestling from back in the day to present day. We talk about absolutely everything. So make sure you subscribe to that channel and please subscribe to this channel. This has been another edition of the Magnum Report. Thank you for watching, and I'll see you next week.